Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. About 40% of the murder cases in Kansas City are unsolved. Many of those cases are considered cold. We still don't have closure. We have this nightmare that's kind of hanging in front of us. It's literally like something you would see out, out of a movie and think, you know, that this would never happen to me or my family. Each victim has a unique story in life and death with friends, family, detectives, and prosecutors all fighting for justice. I cry every day and sometimes it's several times a day. You know, last year in Kansas City, we had 150 homicides. We are joining the case to get answers. This is Fox 4 Problem Solvers Crime Files, the podcast. I'm Kara Small. February 4th, 2018. Most of us were busy making plans to watch the Super Bowl. But John and Michelle Skaronsky's plans for Super Bowl Sunday suddenly changed. Instead of the winner of Super Bowl 52... They'll remember February 4th as the day they opened a door and walked through into a nightmare. It's just a big question mark as to what happened. But there's, there's people out there that know, and, and we're just begging and praying to God that they can come forward with that information. The Skaronskis woke up Super Bowl Sunday and decided to run an errand. After leaving college and moving back into their lease summit home for a while, their 25-year-old son, Jacob, recently rented an apartment in Kansas City, Missouri, about 10 miles away. On that particular Sunday, John and Michelle decided to drive to Jacob's apartment to drop off his laundry. But when they arrived at their son's door, John and Michelle knew something wasn't right. The door to Jacob's apartment was unlocked, so they walked inside. Is that vision that I have in, in my head that I trying to deal with and no parent um, if that situation ever occurs do not see your child that way that vision is jacob's body on the floor of the apartment the place he'd called home for just six weeks his hands were underneath his body and there was a pool of blood next to his head you do not want to have that as a memory Nightmares. No it sleep. is nightmares. Detectives with the Kansas City Police Department were called to the apartment, but at first it wasn't a crime scene. Jacob's death was originally considered a suicide, but then something happened to change the minds of investigators. The lead detective on the case tells me that they can't go into specifics about what they found at the crime scene because it's an open investigation. But he does say that the manner of Jacob's death changed because of the way his body was positioned and because of several other things investigators found in his apartment. 
it's something that you just never think would happen to you. Even sitting here, I'm, it is crazy to think I'm talking about our family and my brother. Jacob's family members say they cannot believe this is their new reality. He played all of my little games and he was just sweet and beautiful and um, just a happy little boy. That's Heather, Jacob's sister. She freely talks about all of the great times the two shared as kids growing up. He was the perfect little brother. I was, um, you know, I'm four and a half years older, so um, I may have been bossy big sister and he was fine with that. Heather remembers the two sharing nightly stories before going to sleep, especially the Harry Potter series. We would read together. Um, I remember before bed, um, we would get in his bed and snuggle underneath his, all of his, he had a pet net with stuffed animals. And the happy memories don't end in childhood. The two siblings remain close throughout their teenage years and into adulthood. For Heather, those memories turned into respect. He was way smarter than me. <laughs> he loved everything. Nothing was off limits. He wanted to know about every subject. He was very gifted in math and science. When most people, if something's wrong with their computer or their car, they take it somewhere, but he would take it apart and fix it and put it back together. But <laughs> like he was that smart. Heather and her mom, Michelle, don't have any trouble agreeing about Jacob's love of learning and passion for knowledge. Years ago, when he was uh, junior high age, during summer vacation, reading his textbooks. And I mean, he's just always thrived on learning. And he, I think he really, really could have made a difference in this world. But Jacob's curiosity didn't end with books. Heather's husband, Chris, points out that Jacob also loved music. He was definitely a, a musician for sure. And I think that that would be the title that he would prefer. Jacob's family say he played and sang and even composed his own music. Those are times his father still cherishes. We used to play guitar together and he's, he would come down if I'd start playing. It sounds maybe silly or trivial, but those were, I never realized how special those times were. John, Jacob's dad, says those are also some of the most difficult memories to face following his son's death. We've been getting his room together, and that's really tough, going through all the personal things. The first guitar that we picked out, the, his other guitar that, we've, that he enjoyed the most, and just all those personal things. But this family doesn't just talk about the memories. They say that Jacob had all kinds of things to look forward to in the coming months. He had so many plans, and we had plans to go snow skiing. We had plans to go to the batting cages as soon as it got nice, and we're not going to have that. All four agree that everyone loved Jacob and that he didn't know a stranger or have an enemy. He was <laughs> the kindest person you'd ever meet. He was such a nice and kind and appreciative person. I, I cannot believe, just can't even fathom who would do something like this to him. He welcomed anyone and everyone into his apartment, into his life. Could that have been his downfall? He just tried to help the wrong person? Coming up, the theories surrounding his death.
We've had all kinds of things go through our heads of what, it, what could have happened. That's Michelle Jacobs' mother. Another unsolved murder in Kansas City. At this point, it's been six weeks since she and her husband found the body of their son in his new apartment. Early on, it's like, well, I'm going to see him soon. Jacob shared a special relationship with his parents. He even lived with them for a while between his time at the University of Missouri and his decision to rent an apartment just north of the Longview Lake in South Kansas City, the apartment where he eventually died. While the family has thought about what happened and the final moments of Jacob's life, Jacob's father says they don't have any real theories. There are mean and hateful people out there that take advantage of others and as kind and, and generous as he was. I mean, he never, like I said, he never knew a stranger. Detectives are investigating. It is ongoing. Detectives with the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department say investigators do have theories, just nothing that they can prove, yet. We still don't have closure. We have this nightmare that's kind of hanging in front of us. Jacob's family talks about the limbo that they now live in. With the nature of this, anytime it maybe feels like you take a couple steps towards healing, then the next day can be a few steps back. Losing a loved one is horrible, but nothing can prepare you for the call to tell you that someone killed the person you loved. I think this is something that you're never gonna be able to get over. It's something that you just never think would happen to you. Even sitting here, I'm, it is crazy to think I'm talking about our family and my brother. That's the stage that Jacob Skaronsky's family is living in now, somewhere between disbelief and agony. It's been the worst thing. I know how I feel and how I struggle, but to watch my mom and dad walk through this has been the most painful a heartbreaking thing. They kept circling back to the same thoughts. He was a great kid. I just, I can't, we can't believe this has happened. You know, it's, it's, it seems so surreal and the finality, it's really hard. Right now they say the only thing keeping them going is each other. It definitely pulled us even closer. We've cried together. We've been strong mm -hmm. for each other. Thank God we have each other and Chris and Heather. This horrible thing that we are going through shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened to him. He should be here and we just want answers for him. The only thing that can bring some type of help or closure to the family is, is to bring justice for Jacob and uh, to, to find the person or people responsible for doing this to him. And that's where you come in that there's absolutely somebody out there that, that really does know exactly what happened. That somebody is the person who killed Jacob Skaronsky, or maybe someone who was close to the killer. Obviously nobody deserves this, but, but especially not Jacob. J Jacob didn't deserve to have this happen to him.
We're just pleading that anybody who knows anything that what happened to my brother would just please do the right thing and come forward. Jacob's family is working with Kansas City Crime Stoppers in hopes of getting justice in his death. Thanks to two anonymous donors, there is a $15,000 reward in Jacob's case. If someone can help make an arrest, the family's offering another $5,000 if the tipster continues to work with prosecutors for a conviction. I think it's sad that it, it has to come to that, but we're trying to do everything that we can to encourage people to do the right thing, come forward with the information that you have. It could be something tiny, a glimpse of something, or even a sound. Maybe it's something you've remembered in the weeks since Jacob's death. It could be just something so small, seems so trivial to, to you, but that may be the break that that we need to get some peace and, and get a, a cold-blooded killer up off the streets of Kansas City. We're willing to do what we can to, to, to have people come forward with the information that they need to find the person that did this to Jacob and again, bring justice to his family so that they can at least close this chapter of the grieving process and, and move on with, uh, with the next stage. Crime stoppers, how may I help you? It's your move, Kansas City. If you can help solve Jacob Skaronsky's homicide, call the TIPS hotline at 816-474-TIPS. Email your tip to kccrimestoppers.com or send your tip through the Crime Stoppers app. Download it at p3tips.com.